0: Frank's Red Hot is the perfect blend of flavor and heat, so you can use an entire bottle to make recipes like buffalo chicken dip or buffalo nachos, or even things that don't start with buffalo. Frank's Red Hot. I put that on everything.
1: Craig. Podcast versus everyone. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Here, here we, we go. go. We're <laughs> at plastic Pub drinking beer. All right, dude. That's all I got.
2: <laughs> how many of our listeners do you think are gonna recognize that?
1: I don't. I don't know. Pro, like the people that like the soccer talk. Yeah, the but, ones that uh, like the Sounders. Yeah. I wonder but, how many.
2: I wonder how many Sounders or any fans soccer team. Have. I
1: think every soccer team uses that. Yeah, that, it's uh, that's bit. like
2: that's like the little soccer secret is like all the songs are ripped off from somewhere else.
1: All right. So, uh, welcome to Podcast Versus Everyone. I'm Craig Powers. With me is Jeff Neusser. We are, if you can't, if you didn't notice, we're in a bar. We're at a Kugon bar uh, called Flatstick Pub, one of the locations, the Pioneer Square location. Um, we are pre-gaming for a Sounders match. Um, a friendly, as it were. A friendly against a German team. Uh, so we're drinking American beer. That's right. Um, screw those Germans.
2: Washington beer, Seattle beer.
1: And we have with us two guests today um, from Plastic Pub. We have Rob, and uh, Rob, you can use your last name. Uh, Rob Forbes. Nice to meet you guys. Rob is the brand manager at Plastic Pub. Uh, graduate of WSU in 2016, and we have with us Brian.
0: Hi, Brian Largent. Uh, nice to meet you all.
1: Brian, I don't know your your title here at the pub. Um, I didn't do the research on you.
0: I, I'm i just I'm just joined the pub. I'm in operations. I'm kind of under the senior operations team. All right, Awesome. Cool. So we'll get we'll get them
1: on in a little bit. Yeah. To talk. So um, we'll start this podcast like we start every podcast talking about the beer, talking about beer. But after that, before we do that, let's do a commercial, Jeff.
2: <laughs> Dude. You want to do a commercial two minutes in? Yeah,
1: I do. I just want to get it out of the they way. We just we're had a commercial percent. at the beginning. I know, but we're, we're going to forget. We're not doing another
2: commercial right now. Oh, fine, Jeff. Just keep Jeff. going.
1: Whatever, man. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Jeff, what are you drinking? It's I'm the same thing the I'm same drinking. same thing you're drinking, Well, do, do you, you know what it is?
2: Yes, it's the uh, Rubens Brews Northwest Pacific Northwest Crush. So he didn't actually there know it There we go, Pacific Northwest. See, I remembered. I remembered.
1: So, so uh, Rob, you want to tell us about this beer?
3: I mean, I can just, so Rubens, they have, uh, I mean, we do a lot of awesome things with them. Um, They have their Crush Series. This is the Pacific Northwest Crush. Quite one of my favorites that they've come out with from their their Crush Series. Um, Yeah, I mean, I really like it. It definitely, I don't know, I feel, it definitely tastes a little like foresty, I don't know, piney a little bit for a hazy IPA. So I don't know, you can probably smell it off, off the nose, but it's definitely good stuff. I like it a lot.
2: Yeah, I mean, I can see why it's called Crush. Very drinkable, very yeah. refreshing on a on a sixty-five degree July summer day with rain.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I refuse. I still wear shorts and t-shirt. I don't care. Yeah, I'm wearing um, shorts and a t-shirt. But yeah, yeah, the Crush series is a good one. Uh, Ruben's just that they've went through a lot of iterations at this point, and this is definitely. I agree with you, Rob. This is uh, more a pioneer than you typically get. It's it's got kind of an old school West Coast IPA, Pacific Northwest IPA vibe, but it still has that mouthfeel and that body of a of a hazy IPA, and obviously the look, it's very hazy. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. So what what are you drinking, Rob? I'm
3: drinking the Skookum Peach Cobbler Clouds. So it's part of their Cloud series um, which is definitely a favorite of all the employees and staff here at Flatstick pub um it's actually considered a lactose ipa so they use lactose sugar which kind of gives it that sweet balanced taste it's sweeter to your typical hazy ipa um definitely one of my favorites if you guys haven't been to skookum before definitely check it out uh we have it on tap at all of our locations all the time so um yeah it's definitely skookum does an awesome job if you have to check out their spot one of these times in arlington they really know how to do it right so
1: yeah, I, we like to say Skookum is the unofficial brewery of the podcast. <laughs> Jeff has drank many yeah. Skookums. Jeff um, drinks a lot of Skookum I've, when he can get his I, hands the, on the it. The Cloud Series, yeah, like you said. So not for vegans. Uh, no. Not vegan-friendly beer. No. Or uh, lactose intolerant folks. That is true. Uh, it's interesting. There are some brewers, like I know the brewer down at Three Mags, Three Magnets, is lactose intolerant. So they when they brew their milkshake beers, they don't actually put lactose or anything in them. Uh, they put vanilla in there to try to, yeah, to to try to, yeah, to try to, yeah, emulate Cheater. that. Yeah. Hey, well, he <laughs> he, he doesn't want to drink his own beer and then have to go straight to the bathroom. Yeah, so. yeah I guess I but, guess it's all right. But yeah, Skookum, I'm really excited. They just released a, uh, a barrel aged barley wine, um, had uh, a buddy of mine picked me up some bottles. He's delivering to me on Saturday, so uh, pretty stoked to try that.
2: Yeah. So I was saying before we started recording that this uh, double cobbler clouds that you're having, mm-hmm. I had a single, whatever their single version of it last summer was. And uh, one of the things I liked about it is I don't really like peach that much. And so the peach was was fairly subtle. Um, and so how about this one, the double? Is it is it still pretty subtle or is it pretty peachy? I didn't realize
3: it was a double until you said that right now. <laughs> so now, I mean, I haven't had the single one, but this one's tasting good to me. So awesome. You know, a uh, little bit, honestly. A yeah, little bit. Just, Yeah, just a little bit. I'm not... Yeah. Really I get that yeah. Peach kind of reminds me a little bit of back in the Pullman days, the <laughs> peach brunettes a little bit. So yeah. I'm trying not to yeah. think about peach a little bit. But honestly, it is really good. Now you guys got me
2: thinking about peach, so... Yeah. It, it
1: tastes good <laughs> to me. Or some... Uh, is there... Or peach... Uh, the the uh, Fuzzy Naval Boone's Farm?
2: Yeah, that's what I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah, the old Boone's the, the, the
1: coog this actually has more out, way more alcohol than an actual uh, Boone's actual Farm. Actual Boone's Farm. Yeah. percent <laughs> But, yeah, let's talk about, if we're talking about beer, uh, let's talk about what you guys do here. Um, I know one of the, uh, the, the the key things about your tap list is that it's all Washington beers, which is pretty cool, and obviously we're fortunate to live in a, a state where there's a lot of good beer, Um but, yeah, so uh, go ahead and talk about, you know, your kind of philosophy with that tap list. Yeah, so, I mean, since
3: day one over in Kirkland, I mean, our number one thing is how can we be consistent in the community and building that bridge with people that love to enjoy beer but aren't trying to drink these big corporate heavy aBM Bev beers, you know. Like, we like to work with the small guys. Um, our tap lists are... Honestly, super extensive. They're always rotating. Um, we actually have our Flat Stick Pub app, which is really awesome. That we have, um, you can literally it's updating all the time. You can, we have a rewards level uh, on there to where pretty much you can record your beer, review, take notes. Because everyone that loves local beer loves to remember what they like. So, like you were saying earlier, the single Peach Cobbler Clouds—you remembered, but how do you remember? You know, so that's how we keep track of it on the app and whatnot. It's awesome. Um, We do, like, locals brewers tournaments. So that's kind of one of our favorite events where we actually have all the brewers from representing breweries come out and compete with each other on the mini golf course together to compete for um, tap handles. So for, like, six months, three months, one month. Um, But, yeah, things like that. I think it's just especially lately in Seattle, the last five years, we've seen the beer game change, and people just really do enjoy drinking what's out of their backyard other than something that's coming from state to state or from a different yeah so yeah that's i think flat six pretty passionate about that what do you think brian
0: yeah i definitely agree uh working with the local breweries a lot of people end up coming here trying the beer and then going to see those breweries because they get so interested in their beers so uh, there's a really good um, relationship with a lot of the the local washington uh, breweries in addition, just all the games. I mean, we're all about games and having fun and entertainment and unique games. Um, people know about mini golf, but we've also got duffel board. We've got um, stick putt. We've got ball jockey. A lot of games that were created by the team here at Plastic. So.
2: Yeah, so I've only ever been before today. I'd only ever been to the one in Kirkland, um, which, if, you know, if, I don't know if everybody's ever been there, but it's if, if you haven't, it's it's basically it's like a bar, and then there's like a side area with the golf. It's pretty small. Um, this place is expansive. Like, this is amazing. You got, like, this whole, like, downstairs area um, in Pioneer Square. You got this huge space for the golf. You got other games in the other room. Um, maybe talk a little bit about, like, you know, people are going to see flat stick pubs, you know, popping up in different spots. I know You got one coming in Spokane. You got one coming to Tacoma. Um, just kind of talk about how, uh, first of all, the, the different locations you've got, and then also kind of how um, – why what you're doing is, is striking a chord with people that you're able to expand and open up these different locations all over the place.
0: Sure. Yeah. So I, uh, uh, I'll first start. The first plastic, Pub, Kirkland, opened five years ago. We just celebrated our five-year anniversary there. And a uh, lot smaller than the Pioneer Square, a lot smaller than the South Lake Union locations, a lot smaller than the uh, Spokane location is going to be and the Tacoma location that's coming down the road. So, um, But that's the original, and it's got a lot of character, and it's got a lot of the original members that still frequent the pub frequently, so there's a lot of really good relationships there. Uh, Pioneer Square, we're sitting here now. We're down in a basement in Pioneer Square. Uh, It's a very unique new duffel board game was introduced here, a nine-hole course. There's a duffel board game in Kirkland, but the the nine-hole duffel board course is here. So Um, A bunch of other games, a bunch of party rooms, a bunch of really good art by Henry. Uh, and then South Lake Union came about a year we just celebrated our year anniversary yesterday with uh, the first really function at, at south lake union so it 's a little bit bigger it 's on Mercer and Westlake big glass windows, a lot of uh, visibility, so completely different pub there as well and i'll let um, Rob talk about some of the the different things we we do in the community and the...
3: yeah, I think going back to like we're uh, going back to like the sense of community I think is kind of the passion and what we are very passionate about at flat is how can we make someone's day better i mean coming in we we do a thing called sunday fundraise um which we've been doing for a while now um so two dollars of every round of golf and two dollars of every beer is actually donated to local charities that we um pick throughout the year and last year which is really crazy we are 2018 we raised 129 thousand dollars for local charities in the Seattle area, so that just speaks for itself, right there. We do really care about the community, and it makes these partnerships a lot easier with all these all these people in Seattle. People really do feel truly a part of what we're doing here. So well, and yeah, and, and one of
1: the one of the uh, reasons I like to go to Flatstick before you know Sounders Mariners uh, games is you know I, I know it's a it's a Coug bar, and uh, oh, yeah. so that I feel at home. Um, and you know it's run by Cougs, owned by Cougs, and then employ the, a lot of the employees yeah. are Cougs too. So, so uh, that's pretty cool. Um, so um, I'd love to hear about uh, you know we we kind of were talking before the uh, before the podcast. You're talking about um, having Cougar football watch parties and. And um, you were talking about charities, so Halinski's uh, uh, Hope is uh, is a, an important charity to us. We've raised money for it on Cougar Center as well. So, I'm um, talking about how you know what you did uh, last year during football season with Halinski's Hope, and, and then what, what what people can expect on Cougar Football Saturday when they go to Flatstick uh, Pub.
3: Yeah, totally. So, um, uh, last year we donated for every beer poured during games. Um, a do- yeah a dollar of every beer was donated towards Holinsky Hope Foundation we raised i think about almost $18,000 uh, last year towards Holinsky Hope and i think that really brought kind of everyone together during that tough time and it was awesome that was kind of around when South- right before right after South Lake Union opened um, but yeah South Lake Union Kirkland and Pioneer Square they'll be packed on game days every single time you walk in the store and it's just, it's nice, a little bit different feel at each pub. Kirkland's gonna be that little like neighborhood type bar. Pioneer Square is, definitely gets a little rowdy for sure. Everyone has, everyone knows how to have a couple beers, you know. Um, they got the South- big
0: screen too here, so. What? They got the biggest screen here too, by the way, at Pioneer oh, yeah. Square. Pioneer
3: Square's got a big screen. So yeah, right there on the golf course, everyone can come watch the game. Um, and then South Lake Union was our new one. We opened up. We were only open for a month before the first game last year. We kind of didn't know how it was going to go, but it turned out to be a great success. Um, we decorate
0: the pubs and all Cougar stuff, and I mean, they turn yeah. the music off and then you have the game plays on the loudspeakers. Oh yeah,
3: sound is on, baby. Sound is on. So uh,
0: that's
1: that's nice to find, like on the west side. Sometimes you know, even 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 some of the places that host Cougar watch parties are just. Uh, they're they're just neutral bars or even husky bars sometimes that like you got to find a place to go watch a game so it's cool to like go and have cougs around and all that you know I love that so uh, Jeff what do you think
2: Well, first of all, if anybody knows any sort of awkward sound, it's it's partly because we're passing two microphones among four people. Yes, so, <laughs> I just kind of want to throw that out there for people. Yeah, we're we're kind of like. You know, passing them around here,
1: but so I I just want to say, like, uh, we put on Twitter that we're here and we're recording here, and there's like definitely people are stoked about that. So, uh, uh, so I hope they're all going to listen and be super excited as well.
2: Yeah, I hope so too. Uh, Now would be a good time to take commercial break, Craig.
1: Yeah, I I think, and after we come back, we're going to talk about um, some great Cougar football memories. So. just suffer through this 30 second advertisement for another podcast. 60 seconds. It might be 60, whatever. Sure. You'll probably learn about a new cool podcast. So deal with it.
2: Probably.
0: All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, I hope
1: what, a, was, what a I what hope a you, what an, an ad
2: learn something that you could
1: that ad was amazing that
2: ad was incredible
1: yeah I, you guys are so lucky that's right the, those of you that pressed the 30 second skip ahead button really missed out
2: capitalism at its finest yeah
1: all right so there was uh one more thing i um uh i, I know we, we wanted to talk about with you guys and uh it was your uh what relationship with gleason fest so what's that about
3: yeah, so um, we're going to be one of the sponsors over in uh, Spokane for Gleason Fest. That will be on August 10th over there in Spokane. Awesome event. Um, it's going to be our first year working with them and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, we're super excited about it. So if you guys are listening to this now, definitely check it out. It's definitely for a good cause. I mean, Steve Gleason's a big, big part of the KU community and what we're all about. So we're really excited to be a part of it.
2: Yeah, and that's sure. one that's pretty near to me because, uh, so Brian, you went to school at the same time I did in the uh, mid to late 90s. And so that's obviously when Steve Gleason was there. Um, and so I spent a lot of time around Steve covering, uh, you know, football games and different stuff. And uh, so, you know, it's kind of seeing what he's going through and uh, just watching how, how he's coping with that with his family. Um, just sort of all those things. Uh, uh, yeah, it's great that you guys are also uh, participating in that. So,
0: yeah, I mean, St- Steve is a, a longtime old friend of the family. His mom was a, my seventh grade teacher, and uh, he was a great ahead of me. And uh, for a junior high, was the only school I spent with him, except for Wazoo. So, yeah, definitely excited to be a part of Gleason Fest and uh, get out back to Spokane and get get going on that. All right, we talk some Cougs. We should
1: talk some Cougs. Um, I, it was great, you know, we love Flat stick Pub, but I'm I'm sure people are like, All right, let's All right, let's good. let's hear about WSC stuff and it is the summer, so there ain't there ain't a lot going on. Ain't a lot going on. Uh Jalen Thompson Jalen Thompson has a team. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Uh Robert Franks is summer league. We'll talk about that next week. But uh this week we had a couple other cougs with us. We wanted to talk about our some great cougar football memories and what the prompt I gave everyone is uh, what is your favorite Cougar football game that you were at in attendance? Your favorite Cougar football experience in attendance, and so, um, should we
2: start with most recent or least recent?
1: I, I you know, I, I think we start with most recent, and I know that's 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 the guy right next right next to me over here, our, our most recent grad. Um, so, Rob, um, I know you have a good game to talk about. What well, what is your most your favorite? Cougar football in-person memory?
3: Favorite Cougar football in-person memory would for sure have to be... This is the first game I attended after I graduated uh, from Wazoo. It was the game versus USC playing Sam Darnold at when they were number five. Man, I did not like that guy very much, but yeah, so... That game, honestly, we were sitting in the – snuck into the student section with my little brother. Had to do that for sure.
2: Is your I, little brother a student?
3: He, he uh, Yeah, he graduated okay. last year. But okay. um, he was a student at that time. And, yeah, I snuck down there, felt – just felt right, obviously. And then I just remember that game, 30-27 to Cougs at the end when Sam Donald fumbled that ball. That was honestly like – that put the cherry on top for the whole thing, yeah i was we ran onto the field i remember storming the field with everyone all me and my best friends as well saw him down there with my brother and going crazy it's actually a really funny story so i saw andre dillard it's my guy he's from woodenville so uh i grew up in redmond but um really funny story yeah i go up to him and had a couple beers before i saw him for sure and i'm talking to him like hey can i get a picture with you real quick um I had, I played golf with the grandpa once. He's like, what the <laughs> hell? You're telling me this right now? And I'm like, yeah, I played golf with the grandpa once. But funny enough, I actually met his grandpa on the golf course uh, a year and a half prior to even knowing who Andre really was. And he had a Husky bag on and I had a Coug bag on. And he goes, you know, go Cougs. And I was like, really? You have a Husky bag yeah, going? Yeah. And I'm like, really? Well, yeah, go Cougs, I guess, whatever. And he goes, well, Andre Dillard's... Uh, He's, uh, that's my um, my grandson. I'm like, oh no way! Like, that's crazy. So that's what I told Andre Dillon when I saw him in the middle of the field versus USC. But yeah, <laughs> I'm, honestly, sure, I'm th-
2: sure at that time he was like, "That's so great." Oh, he probably <laughs> didn't listen to a word I said, to be honest. <laughs> He's, like, <"Huh."> He's just <laughs> like, "What? Okay."
3: Yeah. But yeah, that game. Just, I mean, after that too, just running around, sees up and down C Street like crazy. That was. That was something else. So that's yeah. definitely my my favorite memory.
2: Well, I think what was awesome about that game was that, uh, you know, that you came into it with some. I mean, my favorite word, momentum. But it's like you know, there there was this, you know, it was this big clash of uh, of ranked teams, and um, you know, we one four and yeah. yeah, and uh, and it was Friday night, so it was the only game yep. on TV. Yep. Uh, you know, the the Cougs roll with the all anthracite. Uniforms, for right, for the first time. Yes. And um, I don't know, it just was like one of the things, and, like, Brian, you can probably talk about this, but it's like, you know, there, there's been some ups and there's been some downs. and But one of the things about about this Mike Leach era that's sort of unique and um, different is that, you know, you can sort of expect consistent excellence every year. And that's, you know, I mean, Mike Price obviously hit some real highs, um, but it was never really consistent excellence outside of like that one three year run. That was about it, and then obviously it dropped off a little with Doba from there. I, I think that's sort of the magic of Mike Leach is this—you um, know—is this idea that you know you can be good every year, and that um, you know I mean maybe we're gonna have a tough time, you know, winning you know a Pac-12 championship or whatever for you know whatever reason that is. But it's like you know you can you can expect that there are going to be big games you can expect there's going to be big moments um you can expect there's gonna be clash i mean we did the every everyone in 60 right with oregon it's it's you know game day it's it's those kinds of things that maybe the program hasn't become accustomed to that we that we now sort of expect these moments of you know big time clash with usc or you know oregon or whatever and uh these moments at martin stadium that that we didn't get, and then, you know, you can also, you know, maybe chime in on this as well, but, you know, when we were in school, I mean, Martin Stadium wasn't what it is now, right? You know, I mean, it was basically like a Texas high school football stadium with, you know, a trailer sitting on top of one side of the stadium where the press would sit and, you know, the high-powered, the, the high you know I mean, the president's box over. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's incredible what's been done.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been going to the game since I was – three or four years old my dad had season tickets forever so um, i remember going down and sitting in the end zone in those wooden seats and and i mean just a, really a less impressive stadium than any other one in the pac 12 for a lot of years but but uh touching on what you said about mike leach it makes me think back to my years with mike price there and what would have happened had he not left for alabama because they were really building it the right way back then you know um but but yeah it's it's a fun time for cougar football
2: yep all right so craig you're next What's yours?
1: I want to I want to piggyback on Rob's for okay. like a, uh, a little bit. Yeah, cause because I can talk about that too. I took yeah, my kids to th- that, that was, game. That w- that was a that was a fun day. Like it, you know, I drove down on a in a Friday. You know, I took the day off and you know put that put for that day in as soon as the schedule came out. Right. Yep. So, in and, and and just. Uh, just to have the revelry of the next day watching all the other college football, knowing we have already taken yeah. care of business yeah, and yeah. like everyone's talking about WSU on game day and right. everyone's talking about WSU right. all day. Cause like, you know, that, that was, that was pretty great. Just, I, I remember the tailgating and, and just the, after the, the, the ecstasy after yeah. the game, I, we rushed the field too, my, my sister and I, and then, uh, then we went out straight out to Sherwood's tailgate right yeah, afterward. Yeah. And uh yeah.
2: Yeah, so I took I took my whole family to the game. I was like so when I saw it on the schedule, put in for a personal day, took the day off, drove over earlier on Friday. Um so I took the kids to the game. Well the, the the thing about college football is the games are long, right? Like they're longer than NFL games, like three and a half to four hours. Yeah, so these
1: Sounders games are actually the ones that take your kids to yeah, I know. two Those, hours.
2: <laughs> soccer soccer matches are great. Um, but college football games that start at 7 or 7.30 are not so great for small children. So my kids were 10, 7, and 5 at that point. And so um, so I take them to this game, and they made it until the third quarter, till uh, the end of the third quarter. And then uh, Sarah was like, I got to get them out of here. I was like, okay, but I'm not leaving. She's <laughs> like, "I." I don't expect you to leave. That's Sarah fine, knows you. I know. No, Sarah knows me. <laughs> and we had, like, we had even, like, thought ahead and, like, downloaded Netflix movies to the phones because we knew that not this... Not good enough. We knew the cellular wouldn't be shit. Like, no. we were just like, okay, we're not going to be able to stream anything. We'll just download the movies. It'll be fine. That kept them at bay until the end of the third quarter, and then they were starting to, you know, punch each other and lick each other and all the... So, I... have I Listeners know this. You guys know this. I have three boys. So, they're, you know, so they... Uh, they they do all kinds of boy things to each other, so they left. But we were sitting in the uh, in the 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 round the horseshoe end because right. uh, the tickets were cheapest, and I was taking my whole family. And so the 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 relevant part of that is that the uh, Sam Darnold sack happened right in front of me. Yes. And so I'm sitting right in the end zone, and I swear I see the C's part, and then here comes Jihad Woods. And I'm just like, you know, it's, you see that he, he drops back on the snap and then all of a sudden about a, about a beat later, it's just like the line just opens up and here he comes on this delay blitz and I'm like, oh, here he comes. And then it was like, and then he got the strip and I'm jumping up and down, acting the fool and, uh, acting like I'm about 20 years younger than I actually am. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. So it was, yeah, that, that was my thing. So then, yeah, so then afterwards, right, we, we go out to Sherwood's tailgate, and we're hugging each other, and I think I think Kyle might have jumped up into my arms. Listening, to Return
1: of the Mac a few times.
2: Yeah, I was saying Return of the Mac a few times. So, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure Kyle jumped into my arms. He definitely um, did. And Kyle's bigger than me. Um, he should maybe have jumped into your arms because yes. you're actually he, well, he a comparable also, size.
1: He also jumped in my arms. That's true. But it was after he jumped in your arms, so yeah. he had a little less gusto with me. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, that, yeah. Well, yeah. that was pretty fun.
1: But, yeah, that was amazing. My game is also going to be a USC game. Uh, but a different one. But we don't beat USC that often. So That's right. So, it's pretty fun when we do. Um, but, uh, so, when I was, uh, um, our people who read Coug Center might know this, but, um, so, I lived in uh, Tennessee and Vermont for a combined five and a half years. Uh a little bit after i graduated so um i hadn't been to in 2013 i hadn't been to a game since the 2008 apple cup um so i, I you know i was i was missing out on that uh the cougar football experience i actually had a um a, a work conference in la or in anaheim actually but whatever you're flying to the same airport but uh but uh well sometimes well when you want to go to a when you want to go to a football game you fly into LAX instead of San Diego, or whatever because it's a little cheaper yeah but uh but but anyway so uh, the only thing that could drive you to want to fly into LAX but uh but yeah so um so when the schedule came out or or when when that conference came up I was like holy shit I can I can go to the USC game if I just like go and you know a day earlier and so I or the weekend before and so I you know I bought my ticket I you know I you know, because I was so excited. You know, I actually bought it through WSU and paid, like, the full price, even though I definitely could have went on StubHub or whatever right before the game and bought, like, a way cheaper ticket because that place wasn't sold out. But anyways, I was really excited. I had my you know, my official ticket. I remember when it came in the mail in Vermont, the one ticket in the little envelope. I was so stoked. Um, I remember flying into L.A. I, I, uh, I met... A, uh, a, a long t- a reader a longtime time reader of ours um he, his, he goes by socal coog on twitter um and we had some we had some beers at the at a at a very large uh corporate chain um beer bar that is has a lot of taps and not very much <laughs> good beer that i won't mention by name um actually if i'm gonna shit on him yeah yard house is kind of shit um, they they have a hundred taps, and uh, you're still lucky to find one good beer when you're there. But um, but but uh, yeah. So we went to Yard House. I I spilled a beer all over the thing. I remember doing that. Um, and then we went into USC. It's the weirdest tailgating setup I'd seen. Like, it's it's just like it's very LA, and like there's parking garages just everywhere. Like just. Can, just as far as the eye can see, um, parking garages. I remember we crashed the uh, the cat the uh, uh, WSC Alumni Association party, even though we didn't have tickets. They were just they were welcoming welcoming everyone at that point. Um, then we went into the game, and the USC fans are pretty cocky because they're playing WSU, and we've only beat them like never. Um, uh, they they probably it was early in the season so they probably thought they were good you know which they were so I'm looking this up right now they were ranked number 22 they were they were actually ranked okay they were ranked um, we had just come off of um, losing to Auburn who the eventual uh, national champion Auburn right that year that's right um, and just should have beat them um, but uh, but um, so we. We, yeah, I go into the game. They're really cocky. I remember uh, USC scored first, and it was like 7-0 pretty late. And, it, you know, it was obviously a 10-7 game in the end. It was not a lot of things happening. It was 7-0, and uh, this, these girls that were about 10 rows in front of us just turn in and start talking crap to all the Koog fans. They're, like, flipping us the bird and just, like, and, and uh, not, like, two plays later... Uh, Demonte Horton pick six happens and, and, we, and, and we tie the game and, and so we just would not we would not like let them forget that the rest of the game and then obviously Demonte Horton picks another one to end the game after uh, was it Fernie was it Fernie at that time yeah it was yep, Fernie yep. He kicked Is the it field Andrew goal um, so you know 10-7 man walking out of that stadium was the best feeling in the world well, what
2: I, what I love about the fact that you picked that game is that's easily one of the worst games I've ever watched in my life. Oh,
1: yeah. No, it was an awful game. That it was, was, like, the
2: worst game.
1: I'm pretty sure it was done in, like, two and a half hours, too. Like, so, hold on. Was, I'm going
2: gonna, I'm gonna to read you some stats. You ready for some yeah. stats? Okay. Here we go. Uh, there were only 26 first downs between the two teams. Uh, that Mike Leach defense, man. WSU. Gained 222 yards total. Total USC gained with and did not with score an
1: offensive touchdown. USC obviously.
2: with noted offensive mastermind Lane Kiffin as their coach uh, gained 193 total yards. Only 54 of against, those 54 through the against air against
1: Mike Presky.
2: That's right against Mike Presky. <laughs> okay, they completed 11 of 21. Passes for a total of two point six yards per
1: attempt, and two to Demonte Horton.
2: And two of those attempts went to Demonte Horton. God bless him. Oh, and by the way, we only uh, had seven rushing
1: yards. Oh man, that that the Demonte's pick six. He was free and clear, and was nearly caught down with his, I know with his with his famous 50, 5.040 speed. <laughs> nearly caught by wasn't it
2: like. It wasn't an offensive lineman, it it was, was it? No, it was a wide receiver. It was a wide receiver. Okay, that's right.
1: But, uh, or maybe it was a tight end. I don't know. Maybe. But a USC tight end. Okay, hold on. I'll bet, I'll bet it'll, it'll come so back. So we were hold walking on. out, and, and, and like, oh, I remember it this. Oh, was Marquise Lee. I remember that. It was, Marquise it was Marquise Lee that Lee. almost got it. Yeah, he was. That's right. right. That's right. But I, we were walking out, and I remember this little kid like just like losing it to his dad, and he's like, dad how did we lose to washington state and (laughs)
2: And you know what i was asking that same question after the game was over how did that even happen it was awesome though
1: it was i I was so happy to be there it was it was amazing
2: well and if you just think about it too i mean we went we were six and six that season i needed that win that, that game was, I mean, obviously all the wins you could say this about. But I mean, I, I mean, if
1: you think about it, they, they had to go to Auburn and then USC to start yeah. the season. They damn near beat Auburn, yeah. and then they beat USC. Yeah.
2: That was pretty awesome. Uh, Rob, where were you during the DeMonte Horton? So you would have been a student, right? Yes? Freshman? No. Okay.
3: Yeah, I actually transferred in, so... I was there I started in what was it, twenty early twenty fifteen. Okay, so do you have any so, recollection
2: of that game? I mean it's honestly, okay if you not don't. really don't, I don't. <laughs> I was, he, I was uh, studying.
3: Good job, man.
1: <laughs> he, he's he's living a charmed life of WSE memories right now. I love it. Starting though. in twenty fifteen. Nothing but wins. Well
2: that's the thing though, like so for Brian and I that's how it was too. Like we were living the charmed life. Like we went to a Rose Bowl and then there were a couple of bad years and then there was another Rose Bowl. And it was like, hey, this is what life is like when you're a coug. This is All those old Cougs that are like, oh, don't worry, the losing's coming. And I'm like, no, it's not. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm just glad there's no one at this table right now who was a student during the wolf years because that would just be rough that, for them. That would
2: to- be rough. <laughs> That that would be t- we could get Britton on and he could talk. Britton was a student during the Wolf years, right?
1: Yeah, I
2: yeah, so. yeah. Uh, okay, well, how about uh, okay? So let's see. Anyway, you, Robbie, you got any thoughts about 2013
0: USC? You know, I no, I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to trying to remember as best I can, but uh, the, I would have been watching that one on TV. So sitting at home.
2: <laughs> Me too. I do remember that we all kind of thought maybe Lane Kiffin would get fired after that game, which he did not.
1: It's he a, got fired after the uh, next, next game. Week. After lost right. Arizona State, the game, they right? left him and they yeah. left him at Arizona State. Yeah, they left him on the tarmac. That's right. Left him on. They
2: got kiffed on the tarmac. So he's still at Florida
3: Gulf Coast. Right? He's still at Florida Gulf Coast, right? All right, no. F. Florida, Florida Atlantic, Atlantic. That's yeah. what it was. Sorry, my sister goes to FIU, so I was like, oh, it's kind of close, but uh, they're, FIU, they're all the FIU, FAU,
1: FGCU. Stuff, I Florida Gulf Coast is the best one because of. Uh, dunk city. Andy Enfield years. Yeah. Dunk city. All right. Well, since, uh, let's see, so
2: I'll go. So I know that, uh, that Brian's game is after mine. So I'll go next. All right. So my game is, uh, the 1997 apple cup. So that's my game. Uh, so
1: what happened in that one? Jeff? I,
2: I know. Right. Um, so, so brief, uh, little, little brief. Rob just
1: said I was six. <laughs> so, how how old do you feel now, Jeff?
2: <laughs> uh, about as old as I, I usually would, feel I, when my students I are would, like
1: I was. I was twelve. So I know. Look, no, I got.
2: <laughs> yo, I'm gonna have sophomores next year that were born in like 2003, like after 9/11, after you know, like I graduated from college. Like, yeah. So, anyway. Um so so my game is a 987 Apple Cup. So it's so a little bit a little bit of history there. Um so at the time that was that was my junior year and I was the editor of the Daily Evergreen at the time. Um and so one and I was also so while I was doing that I was also kind of the football reporter uh for the Evergreen also me and another guy Nima Zarabi. I doubt Nima listens but if he does hey Nima. Um so me and Nima, Nima and I were the, the two guys who, who covered the team and we were able to travel to a couple of games. So we traveled to Arizona state. We traveled to Oregon, covered those games. Um, Arizona state, of course, the only regular season loss that year. Um, so we traveled to some games. So, but, but one of the, so it's on the one hand, it's really cool to get to cover the games. You get to sit in the press box, you get this access, you get to talk to players, uh, talk to coaches, you know, all that stuff is super, super cool. So I got to do a lot of that kind of stuff. But the downside is that you never get to sit in, like, like, in the game. You don't get to do all the student stuff. You don't get to enjoy the game. You don't get to, like, tailgate the pre-funk. Like, like I didn't, you know, you don't get to cheer. I don't get to, like, really enjoy it um, the way the rest of the student body got to enjoy that season. Um, and so every game that I had attended, I was in, in the press box. I think the only game that I wasn't in the press box for the whole game was dad's weekend against what was it like southeast louisiana or something like that it would be 77 to whatever right 77-7 um so my dad sat in the sat in the in the stands by himself for some reason and so i joined him like in the fourth quarter so that was about the only thing so the because i always had coverage to do people to talk to i had a story that i had to write the next day Um, But in in the olden days, right, like the Apple Cup would be played at the beginning of Thanksgiving break. So I didn't have to, you know, the Apple Cup was at the beginning of the break. It was in Seattle near home. So I, I didn't have any responsibilities. I didn't have to cover it in, you know, in the press box. I didn't have to do really anything other than just after the game, go do some interviews. So this was the first game all year that I was able to attend just as a fan. And so I got to go tailgate beforehand, talk crazy amounts of shit to Huskies fans, which looking back now, I'm like, I I wouldn't do that. (laughs) We've lost so many of those damn things. I don't think I would ever do that again. Uh, But I did at the time, you know, because I was 21 and, or 20, 20? I was 20. Like, I'm like, yeah, this is it, dude. We're hot shit. This is awesome. You know, we're great. Um, and it 's funny too because i 've gone back and watched that game on YouTube, and like there was a point there where i 'd actually forgotten that Washington was ranked like seventeenth or nineteenth or something like they were really good too, you know, and I was so confident that we were going to win, um, and so I sat in the where they had the students they had the students parked on the old the old bleachers there on the Lake Washington end of the stadium, right under the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. They had these old terrible wooden bleachers down there. Um, and so I was sitting with, uh, with my roommates at the time, my buddies Ryan, Joe, Chris, um, and Brady, and we were all down there. And uh, during the, the thing I remember the most, my, my favorite moment, other than the end of the game, was Chris Jackson's touchdown, right, the deep right. pass from Leaf right. where he ends up, you know, trucking two guys to get the end zone. And so this was on the opposite side of the stadium, so I'm watching this. And so I see the catch, and we all start going bonkers because he caught it, and we're assuming he got tackled. And then all of a sudden we're like, wait, he's still running, you know. And then he scored the <laughs> touchdown. And then we really went crazy. And my buddy we were jumping up and down so uh so vigorously that we that we cracked the bleachers oh, underneath okay. us. Yeah. And so we ended up with this board of the of the bleachers. We had this hole in those old wooden bleachers where we had broken this board. And so my buddy Joe picks up the board, broke it off the rest of the way and holds it up. And is like, yeah, and we're just like, yeah, we're <laughs> so taking a piece of Husky. Them? Yeah. We took it back to our apartment in Pullman <laughs> after the game, put it up on the wall. We were staying out at CCN. We were living on CCN. Nice. So put it on the wall out there. Um, but then I remember after the game, I had, um, I had a press pass too. So I was able to get down on the field shortly before the game ended so that when the Huskies, they scored their touchdown to kind of get within a touchdown. They were onside kicking. I was kind of right behind the Cougar bench uh, at that moment, saw the kick, saw the recovery, saw everybody going bonkers, and I'm thinking, this is going to be super special. I'm going to be on the field, you know, with all the players, and then all of a sudden, like, it's, it, it ends, and they're running on the field. They got roses. They got Pac-10 champion hats and all this stuff, and I look over back where I came from, and all of a sudden, they, they just had this little shitty portable fence in between the students' <laughs> and the field and all of a sudden I see I see the uh, the security guys take about 10 steps back and this shitty little portable fence goes just falls over and all of a sudden all those students started charging and um, it was a big party in the middle of the field and the thing that always sticks out to me about it is looking around and seeing all the Husky fans that stayed in the stadium and were just like watching us and they were just like Holy shit. You know, like they, we were just like having the time of our lives, you know, partying on their field and they like almost weren't even pissed. They were like sort of amused, like, wow, look at that. You know? And, and I think part of it is that, that they don't, um, you know, when you experience success on a high level with relative frequency, it can kind of get old. I don't know if that's the right word, but it can kind of feel regular. And we had, you know, obviously not been to the Rose Bowl in 67 years, not won a Pac-10 championship in 67 years. Like, so our joy was so over the top and so pure. And I think that they were sort of like, huh, look at that. <laughs> that's kind of bananas. So anyway, that's that's my story. I know it was long, but, but that's my story.
1: Well, yeah, if you think about... Um how excited Kooks were when WSU beat Oregon State under Wolf in 2011 or 2010 like just to beat it he hadn't beaten a Pac-10 or like other than uh, other than the the Apple Cup in 2008 they hadn't beaten a Pac-10 school since then and then you, you fast forward to when they got their sixth win in 2014 2013 and like like just the relative and now if now it's like and then I remember 2015 getting the sixth win just how ecstatic we were. And then last year six one meant nothing. Like it didn't we're like, okay, we we won a sixth game. Just it like so yeah, when you're talking about the UW fans are like, Oh, we've been to like a hundred Rose Bowls. Like that's what they they're saying. Like, oh whatever. Like they probably they probably went had went to the Rose Bowl a couple years prior. Um and they so they uh, they probably wouldn't understand uh Coug fans losing their shit over going to the Rose Bowl. Yeah, so just like we wouldn't they like Young coog fans like Rob wouldn't, wouldn't understand the 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 ecstasy of beating a, a four win Oregon State team on the road because you hadn't won a damn game in two years. Uh, but yeah, so uh, so yeah, it's 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 all relative, man. But yeah, that's a that's a great story. That's a great fucking story.
0: So my my brother Sam, who founded the Plastic Pub, he uh, was at that game on that field after the game with you, and had actually had Mike Price on his shoulders. He was one of the guys holding them up. I'm just to add that in there. He's been at every Apple Cup ever since. By the way,
2: that's awesome. Yeah, because I I was I was right next to Mike Price during that. I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe I'll get a quote or something. No, <laughs> no, that ain't happening. It just was, it it was, yeah, it was unbelievable. Just seeing, just being like surrounded by that many Cougs and, um, like I said, just just kind of taking in the whole scene and climbing up on the goal posts and yeah, that was awesome. Um, yeah, it's it's you know, the, it was it was a special moment. Like I said. Uh, Shortly after that, it felt like, you know, well, hey, you know, a few years later, we go in another Rose Bowl. And then even, you know, after that, we beat the Huskies. What was it? Four out of five years. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, in the Apple Cups, like psh, the Apple Cups, a coin flip now. Yep. Yeah, that feels like a long time ago. <laughs>
0: it does. <laughs> uh, well,
3: you remember it like it was yesterday. That's the best thing. You know, it's like things like that stick with you. It's crazy. But that's what I love about being a Coug, you know. You don't forget those things.
0: Absolutely. All right, Brian. So your, your game comes after mine. But not by much. Just uh, a couple of weeks, really. A little really. bit. So uh, my obviously, the 1998 January 1st Rose Bowl game against the University of Michigan. Um, so, you know, first time Cougs have been to the Rose Bowl since 19, what was it, 30,
2: 31? Yeah, something like that. Uh, 31, right?
0: 31, I think it was. So, so it was a... It was a hot ticket to get. It's hard to get. I got kind of lucky because our dad had season tickets and wasn't going to go. And I was able to get in the, the, I think they had a lottery or something, and he got some tickets that way. Uh, went with a big group of fellow students. Most of them took the bus down there. I, I was lucky enough to fly, but um, most of them took the train. <laughs> I'm Greyhound.
2: trying to imagine taking a, taking a bus down to Southern California. Yeah, it,
0: well, and then we, when we got down there, we rented a Ryder truck and stayed in that Ryder truck the night before the game, right in the middle of all the motorhomes and RVs in the in the big lot right outside the stadium so um you can imagine how popular a bunch of kids staying in a rider truck were amongst the amongst the, the masses there so we were well treated and fed that uh, that evening and and had plenty to imbibe in as well um but no the game was was uh, i mean just right down to the very last second you know some would say there's still a couple seconds left to be played but that's another story um it was a great game it was a great game well played uh had somebody offer me a thousand bucks for my ticket, walking in the game, that was a, a tempting one to take, but I knew I'd regret it. So here I am talking about my favorite game, and and uh, had I taken that quick cash, that wouldn't have happened. But that's just how big those tickets were. I mean, it was just impossible to find a ticket. It was you had to kind of almost know somebody to get in that game, and it was, and it and it uh, it lived up to it. It was a great game.
2: Yeah, one of the things I remember most was the uh, so I was there covering as a as a member of the media. Um, so the Evergreen sent me down there, and I got to sit in the press box. I almost missed the bus that took me from the hotel to the stadium because I was a 20-year-old idiot, and I had partied on New Year's Eve out at the Santa Monica Pier.
1: Well, of course you did.
2: Because I'm a moron. Well, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I almost – I remember, like, I woke up, and I was like, holy shit. And I was like, did I miss the bus? And I'm like – and we were staying in a different hotel than the team, which was where the bus was leaving from. So I had to like run like two blocks to get there, and yeah, but I got there. But the the inside of the stadium number one I remember was was just crimson everywhere. Like, and you know, Michigan obviously had been to a lot of a lot of Rose Bowls. Well, so you think
1: like uh, Brian was talking about the the price of the tickets? Like, if, if StubHub existed back oh then, God, like what yeah. the, the ticket prices would yeah. be on StubHub? would like yeah. be insane.
2: So I had actually had a ticket to the game. Um, I got one of the student tickets and I sold it to a friend who didn't get one of the tickets and he had recently graduated and i sold it to him for face value and i have reminded him you are so nice yes so mike plaster if you're listening i still remember that i sold you that ticket for face value and yes i'm going to remind you about it every time i see you so when i when
1: i took my friends to the which we didn't do the game day uh college game day game this week because uh we talked about it last week but but I, I, I would remind my friends like the, the tickets that I uh, got for them because yeah. I have season tickets. Like uh, I was like, oh yeah, we could have sold these for like four hundred bucks or whatever. And they're like, they're like, oh yeah, this hotel that you have—it's pretty rare yeah. that you would have a hotel. Yeah. yeah. So you should hold that over your friend's head. Yeah. Forever.
2: Yeah. The other thing I remember about that game was, uh, you know, Michigan just being like, like amazed by their level of athleticism that was, like, just so different from ours. We, I mean, we obviously had some NFL guys, um, you know, Ryan Leaf and uh, Leon Bender would have been, you know, a great NFL player. Steve Gleason obviously was in that game. I mean, it's, you know, Dorian Boos played for a few years in the NFL. I mean, um, you know, there, Corey Withrow, the center, or, or sorry, guard. She, he was a center in the NFL. But, you know, yeah. So, I mean, there were, there were definitely NFL players on our team. Um, but, you know, it was on Michigan side, was ridiculous, right? So Charles Woodson is the obvious, obviously the big right. one. And, uh, you know, so, you know, he wins the Heisman. And I, I just remember that interception of Leaf um, watching it and watching the play unfold. So obviously I'm up in the press box, so I'm kind of up higher. I can see the play unfold. And I'm thinking, you know, oh, I, I think he was thrown to Sean Timms. I can't remember. But, but anyway, I remember thinking the guy was wide open. And Leaf obviously thinking the guy was wide open. And Woodson had just sort of baited him into that throw and him just making this ridiculous leaping interception and it was just like oh yeah this is different they had uh, you know obviously brian greasy dahani jones i think was on that team right um yeah ty streets obviously you know i mean they had some nfl guys too so anyway just kind of remember feeling what a big time game it was what a big time opponent it was um just the beauty of the sunset and all that and then also just being like where's my two seconds i want my two seconds back so
1: yeah. Um it, the 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 worst thing is I've uh I remember uh traveling uh I think I was at another work conference and I was I was had a con- I was in a bar and I was having a conversation with this uh woman and, and she was in Michigan alum and, and, and so I started talking to her about like um you know the ni- 97 they're like oh yeah yeah they, they remember that you know the split national championship or whatever. But uh, I was like you remember the Rose Bowl? Do you remember we played? She's like She's like, oh yeah, we played Washington something or one one of them, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, it's hard and, to keep and, all the Rose Bowl so, straight. Craig. So I was like, I was like, there's still two, so you know, I so said, I brought up the, like, you know, there's still two seconds left, like blah blah blah, and she's just like. I have she no, had no idea what idea. you're talking about. Like she, she, <laughs> it was totally irrelevant to her. Yeah, like no. she, she was like... Uh, and to us like that's it's just like,
2: another one of our national championships. You yeah,
1: know? yeah, right. So, yeah, to, to, to the Cougs, to, to Coug fans, it's To like, my
2: dying day, I will say that the reason why they didn't stop, they didn't fix it is because the clock expires and everybody runs on the field. They start bringing the platform right. on the field, the trophy on the right. field. I mean, the, and the referees the were just run like... off the field. The referees were just like, nope, we're out of here. Game over. You know, it's, if that game happened today, there would be a replay. They would put a second back on the clock, and we would have one more play. And then we wouldn't have anything to complain about because we would have won the Rose Bowl. So,
1: And then Michigan fans would sort have of complained about the obvious passing interference that's that all set saying. up that play in the first yeah, place. That's all <laughs> I'm we won't saying. We not talk about that.
2: Yeah, we won't talk yeah. about that. <laughs> so here's what I'm thinking, Craig. I'm thinking this is a good spot to take a break. All right, and say goodbye to our friends Rob and Brian, and thank them for coming along. Uh, Rob, you got any final words? Um, I mean, last final words. I think we'll grab you guys another beer.
3: First of all, if you guys are cool with that, um, okay definitely with walk that. a couple stairs.
2: Yeah, well, I okay <laughs>
3: yeah, walk up a couple stairs and uh, grab you guys a couple beers. But yeah, I do appreciate you guys. Um, super excited for this Kook football season for everyone listening. Um, definitely come out with a flat stake and we'll show you guys a good time for sure. It's a great community like we said before and got awesome beer, support, drink, local beer. That's, can't emphasize that enough. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what hey, I got. But a
2: quick prediction. Quick prediction.
3: For what? The season. The season? I'm going to say we're losing zero games. I
0: love it. I like Undefeated. That. I like that.
3: That's hot. Man,
0: that's
3: a that's a recent grad. That's a Mike Leach grad right there for you. i tell you that.
0: No, but yeah, I mean, so Get in the plastic a, and uh, check in a Cougar football game. If you haven't been here for one, you won't regret it. I guarantee you that.
3: So, yeah, again, we got uh, locations in Kirkland, uh, Pioneer Square in South Lake Union. So, yeah, Spokane, we're looking at uh, October right now. And then Tacoma will be early 2020, maybe pushing back maybe till February.
2: So... Awesome. But yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks yeah. you guys for having us and uh, we'll take a little
0: break. Cool. Thank you guys. Appreciate you.
1: And we're back. That was an ad. That was an amazing it was ad. ad. It was a beautiful ad. Listen to that podcast. It's yeah. probably, it was probably like shutdown down full cast or probably. something.
2: So uh, so now's a good time to kind of wrap it up here. I think so. One thing we were talking about just uh, during the break there, while uh, we were saying uh, goodbye to Rob and Brian, was uh, that this definitely exceeded our expectations.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm we're 100 percent going to be uh, partnering or doing. I hey, I, I, I use the word partner because I because I work in because you work in marketing. Um, but uh, yeah, but but we're definitely going to be uh, uh, doing cool stuff with Flat Stick again. Yeah. Um, Rob had mentioned that they have a uh, uh, a truck that they're going to be driving <laughs> yeah. out to the opener um, uh, against uh, New Mexico State. So and having it in the tailgate, um, they're going to have uh, they're bringing uh, one uh, putting hole and like yeah. having beers and so yeah. definitely be on the lookout for that. These, these are great guys, like I have great 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 folks. Um, obviously, they're Cougs and they have treated us. Yep uh, first amazingly class. first class. I, I feel, I feel good about this. Um, honestly, we gave them a one day's notice and yeah. they totally took care of no, us. It's
2: like, seriously, Craig was like, Craig sent an email and was like, Hey, we're thinking about doing this thing. What do you think? Cause we were, you know, going to this, uh, going to this Sounders game and you know, we, we were like, well, maybe we should do a live show. That'd be great. We'll do We'll record it. And then Rob was just, you know, all over it and, uh, very excited and enthusiastic. And, uh, you know that's always encouraging, and so to be able to come up and, and pull it off, and and it really is. I mean, this. I, I mean, I, I look. Rob and Brian aren't sitting here anymore, so I, I don't need to like blow sunshine or anything. But like, this is like an incredibly cool place. Like, I'm yeah I'm so actually the, uh, I, I'm I pleasantly surprised. I don't know if you Not, noticed,
1: but the uh, the putting green holes spell out Seattle over no, here. No, I didn't notice that. Yeah, and they have the cool uh, mini space needle. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and they have a. I, I I forgot to have them explain what the hell board is because I don't know what that That's is. That's we'll, we'll have we'll to have, we'll have, have to a have save it. that for the next one. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah. So uh, yeah, they they definitely um, they they were great hosts. Uh, if you felt like it was too much of an ad, well, sorry. Tough because this place is cool. Yeah, we're promoting a, a a cool business, which also happens to be yep. a cougar, owned cougar business. cougar owned business. So, so, um, and who, which also employs, uh, WSU graduates. Obviously. So like neither of the guys that were on the show are, are owners or anything. No. They're, they're just, they're employees of, yep. of, of, here. And, and, uh, so yeah, very, very cool place. This place is packed before the Sounders. It doesn't even look like a lot of these people aren't even going to the Sounders game. I think they're just having fun. Obvi- I mean, I'm guessing all the Sounders fans already left. Uh, we're definitely getting there late, yeah, but we um, got 15 minutes till
2: kickoff. So, so yeah, let, let's wrap, <laughs> so we're gonna this, wrap up. this up. <laughs> So yeah,
1: uh, very special episode. We'll, we'll come back with a regular episode next week, um, yeah. but we'll definitely be. Uh, we're hoping to do more things like this in the future. But uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah, go, th- the next
2: one. The next one we do at Flatstick Pub, we're gonna like we're gonna have a show.
1: We're gonna have a show. So
2: we'll let you know in advance, I'm gonna and put, you can
1: show up. I'm gonna wear my finest,
2: and we'll we'll be able to talk to the literal like tens of people that maybe arrive. If tens of people arrive, I will consider it a success. Tens. Tens.
1: There are dozens (laughs) of us. Dozens.
2: That's right.
1: All right. So um, uh, whatever. Uh, Yeah, whatever. At Pop versus everyone on Twitter or whatever. It doesn't matter.
0: Um, Hey, uh, thank you for listening and go Cougs. Give us a five-star rating. Go Cougs.